0: Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. You're back. You're back. Yeah, you're not dead.
1: Uh, back, from the, no, back from the land of the living, you know? I, oh, I just couldn't God. do Thursday or Friday last week. That's all.
0: Well, I couldn't do Saturday or Sunday because I was dodging lightning and then seeing Susie Banshee.
2: And so I saw you there too, Bob. I do see Mike Mart. You <laughs> got a funny story. You know, Perry Farrell comes up to me and I had I was kind of astonished, you know, he was like so nice. He's like, Mike Mart. So he meets my daughter, he talks about the Black Radio days, the Sunset Strip, and all this uh, back in the day. It was kind of nice. He introduced me to his wife. That's
0: so nice. So let me let, let let me just go over for Chuck. I don't. I know he probably doesn't listen to our podcast either. I have never listened to one, and I'm very proud of it. But Chuck, P. Weiss was the co-host when you were absent.
1: I, I saw that, and it made and me it almost curious graciously. enough to listen. <laughs> it went,
0: It was nice. He, he really straightened me out about conspiracy theories. I'm starting to believe him, too, now. I, I really believe that.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should. Is he willing to do it once a month or
0: something? Once a month conspiracy. I think it is. The Blow Mind thing. See, one thing about punk rockers is they think when they did it for 100 people that it's that's all. They They don't ever need to do it again. No, the idea is you want to do it for that first 100 people, then you want 1,000 people, and then you want 10,000 people, and then you want, you want your, your point of view to get across to more and more people. That's the purpose of media, right? Okay. But punk rockers always go, well, you weren't at the mask, so you wouldn't know. Like, and Brendan uh-huh. Mullen, honestly, is the only honest person. Mike has a little mask elitism. Brendan Mullen told me, Most of the bands, Bobby, that played the mass sucked. Most of them (laughs) sucked.
2: Uh, Mike, Mar- are you willing to say that most of the bands that played at the Mask sucked? No, I am not willing to say that <laughs> because you know what? I've never saw I never saw a band better in than when I saw the Weirdos at the basement of the Mask. I mean, it was just so loud and concrete. Yeah, but that's a Weirdos. That that was I know, great and band. they were the would great
1: anywhere. Okay, yeah.
2: so tell me that sucked. No, it didn't. And Rick El-Rick, No, it did not. Too. But and the Mau a- did. The Mau Mao's did. The
0: Rich kids there was a band called the rich kids a glam band There was a lot of bad bands there's a lot of historically there's been a lot of bad bands always
2: and i'm not one of those to tell to, to, to falsify things man i was so early into punk rock that i was terrified and i was a wallflower i didn't i literally went with this girlfriend of mine that had blue hair at the time kathy kathy and uh, she, That's an interesting name. That's a good name. Uh, that's what I said. I said she's. I asked her if she had a last name. She goes, "Yeah, Kathy." And I said, You're Kathy. that's cool, <laughs> You're Kathy." Kathy, and she goes, "Yeah, I'm Kathy." Kathy. I was gonna make
0: my <laughs> punk rock name Nick Charles, and nobody liked it. Nick Charles. <laughs> Nick Charles is the drunken guy in the um, in the finn Man movies. Remember William Powell? He was always drunk, but he's always yeah. the smartest guy in the room. That's yeah. how I felt, Chuck. Like what's better than that? I'm well, always a, I'm always the smartest just, guy in the room. It's, that's, that's, amazing. that's I'm Nick Charles. No, but Indeed. see like
1: Nick Knox works as a punk rock name Nick Charles. I hate that name. That's my birth name. I don't so I don't say, "Hello, I'm Charles." I'm Charles Emerson <laughs> Davis. It's just oh, uh, it's the worst <laughs> like, name.
0: Charles uh, Emerson uh, Davis? Hello, Charles I'm Charles Emerson Man, your parents are literary, right Emerson after Emerson? Uh, Emerson's after Emerson? Were your parents book people?
1: um, My dad's a PhD. Yeah. You're like Charles. So
0: you're you're named after Emerson. Oh, my God. I got a new new faith in you, Chuck. Oh, yeah. See? (laughs) See? Chucky. That's why
1: I'm, I'm Chuck D everywhere else. Chucky <laughs> D, Chucky Cheese, Chucky, but not, you know, it was Chuck Charlie for most of my life, but Charles, Chuck with a K. But that was not my fault. That was because of of Cooper, there was already a Chuck D there. And when we signed out, I wrote my name different so that wow. it, it kind of stuck.
0: Do you ever get confused for Chuck D of Public Enemy? Do people ever uh, get all the confused? all the time? All the time, I go, no,
1: I'm the other Chuck D.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> this 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 uh, concert was quite a weekend event. Oh, it, no. it really did consume. Oh, it, it, it did not disappoint. Get did it?
1: Didn't? It, did, it well, did not disappoint. If you're an ex- if you're a person that loves music and you're willing to travel and be a part of it. I was when that all that shit happened was the first time I was disappointed that I didn't go. Because at first it was like oh, I'll take the money and I'll go to we'll put it towards Hawaii in August. And I was very comfortable with the decision because I didn't know Bug could do a full day in general admission. Well, it's
0: impossible to do both. You you can't so I took Sid and Elvis by myself, just the three of us went during the day. Then I drove back. <laughs> For me and Chrissy to go back and see Iggy Pop and and um and Susie Banshee and or Susie Sue, <laughs> I call her Susie Banshee. If you make up her name is Jane, by the way. How about that? I like Jane. Jane her name Jane is Sue? <laughs> Susan Jane Bowner or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So she wants everybody to call her Susie Sue. To me, she's Susie Banshee, but I know I'm the only one that calls her that. Anyways. She was great, but she didn't play the night of the show. <laughs> so lightning struck during Iggy's set. Here's an interesting thing about, and I say punk rockers. I don't mean really punk rockers. What I really mean is the personality disorder called the antisocial personality disorder. So, 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 so <laughs> lightning struck. I, well, for one thing, when we, when I came back in the VIP parking behind the thing, it literally rained an inch in 10 minutes. I didn't get out of the car. It was pouring rain. So much like the like the sky opened up and a faucet was dropping on my car. And I could once it stopped I could look and see it wasn't raining like 100 feet away from where I was.
2: No, we never so saw any rain.
0: It poured rain That's in the crazy. golf
2: course parking lot
0: on the north hand side of the thing. I'm talking about pouring rain. So then Torrential. I go walking in. So then I go walking in and the red light flashing on the thing. And I said, I was trying to get people to agree, like, how crazy was that rain? They're like, it didn't rain. Just like, Mark said. Uh, I never saw a drop. Rain. <laughs> it, it rained like 300 feet that way. You fucking crazy crane. people. The craziest rain I ever felt. So then. <laughs> <laughs> then they, then I really catch on that everyone has to leave. Like the red blinking lights are not just for show. Like every, they're, they're not going to play. Right. Yeah. So then I go walking back out, trying to beat the traffic. Dang. And, and I saw a lightning strike right, right on the, you know, it probably wasn't the hills where the houses are right around the Rose bowl, the lip of it, but right behind it. So then I get home and I go on Reddit and there's just people cruising, why they cancel the show? It wasn't even raining. It wasn't, there was no lightning.
2: <laughs> they apparently weren't like, in that 50-foot <laughs> diameter yeah. of rain well, that you were in.
0: But then, so then they posted pictures of lightning hitting the ground. I have a picture of Iggy on stage with lightning hitting the ground right behind him. Right in the hill behind him. Photoshop, dude. Fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> yes. So then, then what I realized is the people staying fuck the people for canceling the concert for out of safety um are the same ones that would be first to sue if they got struck by lightning i'm pretty sure it's the same crowd it's the suing crowd and the complaining crowd i think they're not two different crowds they're the same crowd right they just complain no matter what right and then they want money right So I know we're sponsored by Live Nation, the greatest concert promoters in the world and Smitty and Alohana Fest. But how great are Golden Voice to just do? They didn't have to do that show on Sunday. They didn't have to.
1: No, that was what they call an act of God. And it was a legal reason to shut down the show and an ethical reason.
0: And, you know? not, and not do Suzy Banshee. But I think, I don't know, I didn't talk to them, but it seems to me this is the first time she said it Sunday night this is the first time she played in America in 15 years and she's probably not going to play again. Right. Yeah. Judging by, you know, I don't think Susie and the Banshees getting back together. They don't like each other. I, uh, I don't know how, like, is she going to make another record and be back in five years? She even said, no. it. like, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think golden voice did it because golden voice is Gary Tovar and golden voice is punk rock in Los Angeles. And Susie Banshee, this is the last time she's ever going to play in L.A. Gary's, and, Gary's solid, and people
1: talk. Gary about was shit, there. He's, he's, he's made a lot him, of Mike?
0: stuff happen. Mike, did you see Gary Tovar I didn't, there? I did not. No, he came to me after Iggy Pop said, "Wasn't that amazing?
2: Wasn't that the greatest thing?" How, it was how? good.
0: <laughs> but how great is it, Gary Tovar, that started Golden Voice in 1979, doing shows that fenders ballroom
3: is still Olympic, going and, in
0: 2023 going out to concerts
1: and digging it he really he's one of those guys that enjoys it he's not just a money maker he's not an investor
2: yeah let me tell you a story about iggy pop and my kids okay so i told my kids the whole metallic ko story where he gets knocked out i played it for him i even played i got my cock in my pocket for my little 14 year old uh youngest child right it was like I, I don't know I, I, get it. that's it's it's what it was you know what i mean there was some tough guys there they beat iggy up you can hear it on the thing and i i played it for him they thought he was you know he was just the greatest and i told him you know he looks like one of those uh creatures in a star wars uh, bar scene with the musicians you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know he looks a little different you guys but you know i just know that this is the godfather of punk rock and he is going to play and he's going to be really good and so they went there with that attitude my youngest is now the they can't wait to see him again they loved him he was and, so I, great and my what songs did he do? I saw he, did. Oh, he started he did, with Five did, Foot One. He did
0: Search and Destroy. He did what? The Passenger. He did With a Horn um, Section. How, yeah. I didn't see any footage. How did he sound? Because Susie was, oh, it was, it was great.
1: sketchy. Yeah, she was um, sketchy. But, was but, but let me tell Iggy you about Iggy. Strong. So,
0: so, obviously, you know, me and my cronies that were there, we all were saying the same thing. That is a guy who does not give a fuck what anybody on planet Earth thinks of him. No, you're right. Exactly. Not one, because
2: no one in their right mind would not wear a shirt. He goes out, and within <laughs> two minutes, he peels off his shirts. Within the first song, Chuck, he takes off his shirt. And I'm telling is, you. Looking like a piece of fried he bacon. lives.
0: He lives in Miami. He must
2: be at the beach
0: every day.
2: Because his... I
0: the like human skin is walk. not supposed to be out in the sun <laughs> that much. Did he have a big gimp, too? I mean, that's what I saw. Well, he's like, always oh, walking he's across had...
1: the stage, and it's just like, it's just well, so painful. No,
0: he has a, his one leg is an inch and a half shorter than the other. And I think when you and and you notice that when like I saw him at the Golden Bear, like like in eighty probably so. So you noticed it even when he was young. Like he's, he walks oh, so weird. so yeah,
1: that's years of but just twisting himself up But now years of probably his yeah. hips
0: are all fucked up and whatever. Yeah. But he was so great. The self-esteem of a guy to take off his shirt, it's just amazing to me. The guy is, the guy is what we all, we're all trying to achieve nirvana or achieve like total detachment. He Perfect. has achieved it. Perfect comfort, comfort was self. Yes. And, you know,
1: if he wore a shirt, people would give him shit for wearing a shirt. He didn't wear a shirt. <laughs> the same and people, people say, that gave what? shit for closing the yep. show. <clears throat> now,
0: the same people that would sue. <laughs> I, I
1: came here to see his fucking wrinkly ass, and I didn't see it. You know, they would. it they would have been complaints had he worn a shirt, and there's complaints that he didn't. You know what? It's just a man aging. It's you know?
0: a ma- it, it, I really did realize, like, you know, I don't talk about being such a Susie and the Banshees fan because they kind of became a little commercial for me. But I was at the Whiskey when Hong Kong Garden won The Scream. I have it right here, by the way. Let me show you guys what a real album looks like. Do you see that? Oh, it's 12 see this inches album? by 12
1: inches. Look at that. It's
0: 12 by 12, and it is The Scream by Suzy and the Banshees. And it is one of the greatest albums ever made. And I saw them at the whiskey. And guess who was there, you guys? Darby Crash. I -hmm. saw Darby Crash two times in my life, three times in my life. I saw him at the the Soothing Susan the Banshee show at the whiskey. He was in the Shell parking lot with two girls, and they took the dumpster and pushed it down whatever that street is, uh, right down the center of the intersection from the whiskey, (laughs) straight down the street. And I was like this nerdy guy from Huntington Beach. I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had the balls to do that. So then, second time I see him at the whiskey, I mean, at the Roxy, a couple months later, The Clash played after the Friday's show that they were on, and they did the entire London Calling album right as it came out. No, it was like. 79, I guess. And, and Darby crash was there and the curtain was closed and Darby crash and a bunch of his cronies, which were mostly girls pulled the, pulled the, the curtain down off the off its like foundation at the Roxy before the clash <laughs> play. And then the third time I saw them at the Derby crash band at the Starwood, and they were not very good. I don't, you know, I know Mike's gonna say they were the greatest band ever, but they were not very good. <laughs> like I'm a music, I'm a music aficionado. I'm a Beach Boys Beatles guy. You know, huh? I'm not
2: really the punk rock guy Chuck. How can you not <laughs> see the chaos and beauty in that? <laughs> Because I paid
0: $10 to see a band and it wasn't a band.
2: Uh, It was just, Mm -hmm. it was uh, it was chaos, correct? It It was was just,
0: it was kind of chaos, but it kind of stopped for long periods of time and nothing happened
2: for like, Eight minutes. Like, yeah, it but you're seeing like, history. You're seeing history. Like when I saw John no, you're seeing
0: you're seeing a guy that doesn't rehearse. Come, Come on, you're seeing yeah. It. <laughs> you know what? said, "Fuck it, we
1: don't need to rehearse.
0: Let's just." They do put it. out the greatest record in the world. That is a great record, no doubt about that. But how much of that record is good because of Joan Jett? I don't think Joan Jett gets enough credit Well, they said
1: she nodded
2: out the whole time.
1: For
0: her, who said that?
1: The Germs. They said she was useless during the recording. Are
2: those the people that sue? Are those the <laughs> <same> people? <laughs> no, it was the Jewish people. The that people.
1: <laughs> Are they on? No, road?
0: Joan Jett not on no, dope.
1: Oh, that's what uh, I never heard what's Joan been Jett recorded. was on
0: heroin. Did you ever hear that? I I'm going to have to look that, that up. All.
1: Oh well, well, you guys got to put your ear to the ground.
0: No, I think I think something. I don't know how they made that record because I know Don Donald pretty either. well. And <laughs> I I know what Pat Smear has done since the Germs, and and I know that Darby Crash was not a very focused individual. Was it all <laughs> Lorna Doom? Was it all her driving the no, ship? I don't know. It was Jones it was her. Yet.
1: It was her getting mad it at Darby Jones when they
2: play. It was Joan Jett. I'll bet they didn't want to fuck with her. Then they, you know, and Darby just kind of fall. I, I don't know, man. That's that record is. My bad.
0: theory is that everybody underappreciates the Runaways. I think they're one of the most important bands in L.A., especially for women, and they just get no fucking respect. Like that, yeah. that first Runaways record is a fucking masterpiece. It's good. Yeah, it like, has, it, and it's aged really well. Well, and so think of that. That this is the coolest band in LA. You're nothing. The Germs are nothing. They can't even get through a show. And Joan yeah. Jett is going to take you under her wing and produce your record. That has she had to have because nothing before matches matches that album GI, and nothing afterwards matches right. it. by any of them.
1: Well, wasn't. It- maybe you know because she obviously loved music the same way you know like some people were in it for the chaos and some people just loved loved music and she was a lover of music she saw something
0: in it and pulled it out that's what a good producer does right do do we know anything about gi how long how long did it take to make it like 10 days did they make it like
2: two weeks or something but there's i'm just saying that there's something about like them in the studio that really worked right as opposed not to not
0: on not before gi not on the forming single not on the,
2: the well, thing where they producers. play the yes song, you know when they did they play you know, a yes they, song you know they recorded six songs for the for for lion's share the movie i mean for uh cruising that was the after gi yeah though. yeah but still it was amazing jack nietzsche was the producer on that so a good producer oh my sure. god Think Ken about Paul. Jack
0: Nietzsche. I don't know if you know much about him, Chuck, but uh, I don't know how we got off, but with was Susie and the Banshees at the Whiskey, then Clash at the Roxy. I mean, think of the world the way it used to be. So now we go stand in fields. We all gather together. I felt such a kinship to everyone there. Like, like my kids noticed they're like, a lot of old people here. And I was like, yeah, I'm old. And they're like, you don't seem old. Not like these people. And I go, I'm the same age as them. Uh, and, uh, and then we walked over. I said, you got to see this band Squeeze. And we walked over to see Squeeze and said, looked at them and said, they're really old. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but they've got, they're great.
1: How do they do? They,
0: are, they sound so good, but they don't do my favorite songs. They don't do Tempted. They don't do... Um,
1: What's a Paul Carrick song?
0: Is it what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, Ka- Ka- Paul, Paul Carrick,
1: Paul uh, Carrick replaced Jules Holland during the East Side story era that was on that record. So it's one that he sang, not not one that it's Glenn their or Chris best sang. song.
0: It's their best song.
1: Yeah, but they, they didn't write it or sing it. It's probably to tell Paul it's Carrick.
0: It's a squeeze album. It's when you go to um, Amazon Music, and <laughs> yeah, you push on squeeze.
2: It says tempted and then I click on that. God, music is so weird now. I got to say, man, Gary Newman was one of my favorites. Gary yeah. Newman, I
0: saw him twice in one
2: weekend. He was amazing and He was amazing. Uh, and Gang of Four was my all-time favorite.
0: Everybody life. was talking about Gang of Four. I didn't Gang see of that. Gang of Four right. was
2: so good. It was unbelievable. Did was they
1: did they do fucking, I Love a Man did,
2: in uniform they did, and they did, and they did, they did everything? Yeah, they did all that shit, man. They did Ether. It was fucking great. So that was the weekend,
0: Chuck, and we all, like, uh, I don't know. It was just a great weekend, but it was a long weekend. I drove to L.A. three times on Saturday. I drove because because <laughs> Elvis had a basketball game. We drove in for the basketball game, then drove back out, then got to, then drove back in for the thing, then drove back. Then uh, we drove back to go to Susie and that It was canceled, then drove back home, then drove back the next day <laughs> to see Susie. Four trips to L.A. in 24 hours.
2: Yeah, but, you know, after Yikes. I saw you, you said Chrissy was only coming for Susie. Did she yeah. get there? Mm, for- yeah, we saw it the next day. She didn't get there for the
0: oh, cancel. The yeah, it was, her. It was, they were canceling.
1: How did it compare to last year's?
0: As it was far as way better. I just... Dude, Last you're years talking was about so Iggy hot. Pop and Susie Banshee. Like, does it get more iconic than that? Well,
1: if you're just there to see music, well, iconic and good, I mean, to see, uh, for me, I, to, to see me, the Church have- and Devo and Bauhaus and Morrissey and, and the Psychedelic Furs and the Violent
0: Femmes and the Damned. And, violent Femmes were good. Yeah, it was. It was. I, <laughs> but Here's the thing. I guess you can see Iggy all the time, but you, you, you can't, if you're, if you're 15 years old, you could not have seen Susie Sue Banshee. No. You couldn't have seen her. <laughs> you know, is that, is that from like, Suzy, cause I remember Sue, in
1: the, in the 80s Jane. in LA, everybody called people by their name and their band. Like you were Thelonious Bob to the um, people that knew yeah. who you were, and you that, know, it's like and just, Johnny drama. And-
0: How about uh, P. Weiss told a story I never heard before. Uh, that Joe Strummer told him that Thelonious Monster re inspired him about rock and roll. Oh, yeah. That was How fantastic. fucking heavy. Yeah, is really? That. Yeah. And Pete, one thing about Pete, he does not lie. He's not in a liar or exaggerator. No, nah,
2: no. Nah, he, he just, like, Mr. that's he's the Mr. truth. Fact.
0: And, and God, I was like, why didn't you never tell me that? He goes, I don't tell you anything. I'm like, what <laughs> I swear you two should blow, be married. Blow <laughs> blow your ego up more? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, I could have used that when I was down and out. I could have used that <laughs> little nugget. You would
1: you would have sat on the corner going, I I brought belief <laughs> I in mean, rock
0: and roll back. Reinspired to Joe the greatest? Fuck you. What did I you do? Might, <laughs> who's a greater rock and roll person than Joe Strummer? Jerry Lee Lewis, Joe Strummer, Iggy like, Pop. Iggy pop. <laughs> like I inspired one of them to re-believe. How fucking crazy is that? He I'm going cool. to he, he was probably gonna... drunk. <laughs> 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 he was probably coked, <laughs> probably coked out. Filoni's <laughs> monster always sounded better if you were coked out.
2: <laughs> he probably had a baggie on him or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Ooh. anyways, Chuck, let me tell you something that happened today. Very strange. Somebody called the rehab and said, Is Bob Forrest there? And they said, This is the intake department. And Uh they they said, What is this regarding? And and the guy said, he'll know what we're calling about, what I'm calling about, and left his name. So I call the guy back. It's like this weird dead number. It goes, so I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Then he calls me back. And he goes, Bob, did you just call? And I was like, yeah, who is this? What are you calling about? He goes, oh, I'm just very inspired by you and your thing. And I, I get that sometimes. I'm always gracious. And I go, okay, um, well, what, what is it that you want? And he goes, well, I want to give you the opportunity. As soon as I heard the opportunity, Chuck, oh. I knew I was talking to one of those people. He oh. wanted to call me to give me an opportunity, Chuck. Oh, so you, you, you're doing it. <laughs>
1: Whatever it is. You're sending the money, you're taking the trip, you're you Apparently, need the timeshare. <laughs>
0: he can make my phone. He can make my phone double call. It's like we'll double the calls overnight. Oh. Guaranteed. Jesus. Oh, you
2: didn't give me any information. Oh, uh, for your intakes?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, well, no, I don't really I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in that, but I appreciate you thinking of me. And uh, I just thought, wow, the whole thing of rehab now is just corrupt. And just because I thought he wanted to talk about recovery or like rehab or like what's going on or don't die or whatever, like so many people do. This guy simply wanted to give me, wanted to make money. Out with He wanted me to pay him for an opportunity yeah. that only he can provide me.
1: Wow. Well, I can't believe you didn't do it.
0: i mean mean,
1: he sought you out bob you're inspirational to him and and you didn't didn't give him money
0: he flattered me and then he wanted to sell me something that's a good
1: salesman he gave you the joe strummer line he must have listened to the podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) bob was really stoked when he said bob
1: you've really inspired me how about this how about an opportunity (laughs)
0: I want to give you this opportunity. How about I what? don't
1: ever need an opportunity from somebody on the phone?
0: Gullible, how gullible are most people? That all, that's all you have to say is, hey, I love you. You're the greatest thing. I wanted to offer you this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the word opportunity. Who uses yeah, well, that word? Who uses that people. word
2: other than a hustler, a telemarketer? <laughs> I, I, like,
1: I, I like the text I got today that said, hey, your cat food was accidentally delivered to my house. Give me a call back so I can get it to you. I don't order cat food online. Is that some hustle? hustle? Is that some it's hustle? It's got to be a hustle. I just, I just, I just, I, I marked as spam and junked it because right. there's, I mean, how but is I this could,
0: stuff? How is this stuff legal when it's when not? You can't even not. pee outside. Or, like, park your car somewhere. Yeah. How are they, they getting away with it? It's illegal to con people out of money constantly and all they day actually, long.
2: And they actually do get some people that don't really get it. And they think they've won something from Amazon or Kohl's or Home Depot. And what they give them call them back. And what them if, them if back. I did order cat
1: food online? And, and I was thinking that could happen. I'm in a townhome in a complex. It could have been delivered to the wrong door. I don't have all my neighbor's phone numbers, just but the ones right next many, to
0: me. Think of how many drug addicts there are in America. Now, the guesstimate is that there are 20 million active users in America. 20 oh, you know? million. Shit,
2: man. That's amazing. 20
0: million. So do you really think that rehabs need to pay guys in Arizona money to get their phone to ring?
1: Do you really think that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know, I because being at the new place, you know, and starting up and working with guys that are okay with only Is it having,
0: detox only? Are you working detox d- only?
1: Detox RTC, and we've got eight beds, and we've got five people in it, and they're not trying to, you know, not trying to do anything other than give people, support people in their early rec- – Uh, treatment the way we should and then have
0: it be word of mouth how about this i never heard of seo i never heard of phone banks i never heard of anything until probably 2007 right i never heard of any of this until 16 years ago i had been working in recovery every day for 18 years before I heard, like, yeah, there's these things where they, they give you phone calls. I was like, I remember the first guy that tried to explain to me. I said, So why do I want the phone calls? And he goes, Oh, that increases your admins. I was like, Sometimes we have a waiting list, you know, sometimes we're full, sometimes we're empty, or, you know, we're like half empty. That's, that's how rehab is. Like, it's the flow. It's you know, the and Eben, flow. Eben flow. Oh, yeah. And I remember at Los Encinas, they thought that we should start paying these companies to call do centers. more admins, call centers or whatever. Yep. I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I, you know, I'd rather give my employees like a little pay bump or something. And they looked at the the business people at the hospital, looked at me like, oh, no, we're not offering that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's why, how they filled why up the river trail.
1: Play, why that's how they these? filled up the streets with homeless people by getting them out
0: of their home states and dumping them on the streets it's so crazy that that and now this is this guy's probably i don't know 35 years old he probably only knows this world of like yeah you pay me and then i make your phone ring and then you make more money and then i make more money it's like dude i stopped thinking i'm gonna make money off this like a long time ago that's why i work in show business now chuck Yes, (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> Everybody makes money in showbiz. Here's
0: the thing. I must be the biggest fuck up in the world. I can't make money at rehab and now I can't make money at show business. Like where can I make money at?
1: I think you should start a call center.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I should have asked that guy. If he wanted me to work there,
1: <laughs> you know, you could be a representative for his call center and do those amazing I can offer commercials. Other
0: people, opportunities. Yes, for opportunities Hi. to be. I'm
1: Bob Forrest, the man who wanna operate- inspired Joe Strummer. <laughs> and I'd like to <laughs> sell, sell you an opportunity, sir. I want
3: to sell you an opportunity, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I want to sell you
0: an
1: opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all be swimming in money before <laughs> you know <laughs> it.
0: Like God, how fucking crazy is the world? But I really, I got like you know, I've been involved with managing bands now and some really exciting bands and stuff. What are you managing? Uh, like MGMT, that band—they're a great nice. band, right? With Mark Cates and a bunch of people. Dave, yeah. like there's there's a team of people, but they're just the greatest band. But you can I make money in show business, like I don't know. I I I don't know the the exact numbers, but I'm thinking that thing probably broke even. You know, I don't think there was a great profit margin at the. Uh, I I don't think he. I don't think. I he don't put think on that's why Gary does to it to make money. I don't. Uh, I, I don't think he think... put on concerts to make money. put on concerts to like m- have fun and make and make some money, but pay everyone and like have fun or what. I don't know. I just never think, like, if you want to make money, become a banker. They make money for no reason. I bounce, I bounce a check. They charge me $35. So get that kind of reasoning, Chuck. So I, I, you know, I have these automatic payments that go through my account, and sometimes it hits a bad spot. I have life insurance at $77. I have a uh, massage Envy payment at $75 spectrums 220 if they all hit i don't even know what days they had oh and my verizon account for all of us goes through two, 280 or something so sometimes it all hits and i'm not paying attention and if and if there's not enough money in there and i don't pay attention to get the money in there like within 12 hours or something they charge me 35 dollars for not having any money how the fuck is that
2: i don't have
0: any money
2: <laughs> you charge
0: me thirty-five dollars on top of it, I don't have any money.
2: Bob, do you know that you can call them up and they'll take that off of
0: there? I know, but they've been better this last year and a half. But this was like
2: a couple of years ago.
0: Now, for some reason, they give you like this grace period where you can put the money in. But if I'm well, not paying attention, because, like I'm uh, well, you know what happened?
2: With- what happened was, was Wells Fargo almost went under because. They were doing that, charging everybody all these unnecessary fees, and there was a class action suit and they lost. Oh, really? Necessary, yeah.
0: What is it? But really, so now banks
2: are being a little more careful.
0: I understand they got to cover like $18 that you didn't have in your account, and they got to wait for you to put the money in or whatever. And there should be some, but why $35 if it's only $18? I, I, I understand. You can can buy overdraft
1: protection (laughs) for. (laughs)
0: You For two hundred dollars, But if you had two hundred dollars, <laughs> would you just put it in there?
1: <laughs> you buy you buy the overdraft protection. I mean, that's, uh, that's I remember when I was new I, when I, I was new sober, a- I'd have to tell them, "Can you please waive the fees on this? Otherwise, I'm going to have to go to another bank." And they would. But that yeah, was a but, long but, time ago. But think
0: of that, like thirty five. But but thirty five dollars. We're not talking about ten dollars, like in the old days. We're talking about thirty five dollar fee. For bouncing for, computer, for not yeah. having eighteen dollars in your account. You're eighteen dollars overdrawn. So they so they charge you 35 for and being then all of 18. a sudden you're
2: minus. You're minus yeah, minus 54. <laughs> you're they like just what? Add it,
0: they just add it to what you owe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. used to do that. I used to just get like real big amounts of minus and then close the bank account. Just never use it. Again.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: If I want to make money, it's not rehab or music. It's got to be something else. Got to be like uh, banking oil. Maybe we should drill for oil under our houses. I don't know. Let's frack. frack. Let's frack.
2: You should build an oil rig in your front yard, Bob.
0: (laughs) There's got to be oil here. There's everything else. There's bears. There's a creek. There's fucking uh, bobcats. Right? There's got
2: to be oil under here. Sure. What if there was? You'd be like Jed Clampett. No, it's, it's true. Like I, I, knew this. I know this
0: guy. I knew, knew him. I know him. His name is Josh. He's a. He's been working on this idea about LA. Do you know that there's still so much oil under LA? Like it's huge oil deposits under LA. Huge. But we have all these laws and rules that you can't pump it out. You think, hey Chuck, you think someday they're going to pump it out? I have a feeling they're going to. Maybe a hundred years from now, they that, just got to you know.
1: clear the area. They got to clear the area of people <laughs> first.
0: They got to clear
1: the area of dumb people probably first. Well, you know, the the dumb people are the ones that are going to stay, like you and me. We're still here. All three of us. <laughs> no, are still I'm here. on the
0: I'm in the outskirts <laughs> of town. I'm I, still I, in town. I joke like, like you know. The the Bruce Springsteen, when I used to like him back in the day, Darkness on the Edge of Town, he always talked about living on the outskirts of town. When I moved out here, I feel like I live on the outskirts of town. I'm just like Bruce Springsteen. I'm just like the (laughs) boss. I live out on the outskirts. You're pretty of much town. the same. You're pretty, me and the boss. <laughs> You're, You're pretty much the pub- same guy. He sold his publishing for $350 million. I sold mine for $10,000. We're pretty <laughs> much the same. <laughs> do, you know, do you know when I was a junkie? When I was a junkie, I had this idea. I went around to people. This is good. And I did it to Paul T. I did it to Big James. I, did, I told people that they could buy the song they liked from me. <laughs> Uh, I write, write a thing And I do it
3: for like a hundred hundred
0: dollars You You now own the song Nothing's perfect One hundred dollars Paid in full Like, like It was a swap fee Like a garage
2: sale <laughs> It was just like that piece of land you bought In Scotland Yeah Scotland
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three by
2: three. three
0: Three foot by three foot No, I used to sell whatever I would say because I'd be all coked out or drugged out and I I would need money and I would say, hey, you want to buy, and I would know what the songs, like, do you want to buy Swan Song from me? And the person (laughs) I'd be doing drugs would be like, how would that work? And I'd say, I'll just write something down. We'll just have an agreement. You sign it, I sign it. You give me money.
1: Yeah, that'll hold up in court.
0: <laughs> that's realize. exactly how it works but i knew because i'm a junkie i already stole the songs to Warner brothers or to Sony or something
1: oh <laughs> is that
3: fraud
0: is that fraud chuck Yeah,
1: i don't think you you can be accused of fraud during drug use oh really uh, yeah because you can't enter enter into a contract under the influence oh, the contract okay, so is I'm void
0: fraud, i'm fraud free then yeah. But I, I really did. I think I sold half. I think I still own half of the songs. <laughs> well, good so, for you. <laughs> but I did a couple of times to like Keeners, we called
2: them. Mike, want to explain what a Keener is? Yeah, it's somebody who follows you around and knows everything about you and is very keen on you.
0: Yeah, they're very oh. keen on you. So that's Soul Asylum invented that day, the great Dave Perner or Dan Murphy. I don't know which one, but they called their fans Keeners. Like yeah. they're super fans, right? Okay. And um, and so then we all kind of adopted that as a way. Not not like people that like you that come see you that are cool, like the people that are kind of weird about you, you call them keener's. So I sold many a keener a song. <laughs> <laughs> not- I, I would actually approach them and say, Hey, would you like an opportunity? To To own Walk on Water? Would you like to own the song Walk on Water? How would that work? Well, we just get a piece of paper, we sketch it out, we negotiate a deal.
1: Listen here, I've got an opportunity for you. You can, <laughs> you can own this song, and you can sell it to somebody to use in but the movie, or just rent him it to like, them. Or
0: I would sell them for like a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> that's a good deal because it was probably twenty bu- fourteen bucks for a record or something, nine ninety nine for a record. That's only I'm ten times the, price of the record.
0: song. You own right. the song outright. It's your song now.
1: You were selling <laughs>
0: NFTs before there was such a thing. <laughs> yeah. that was You're getting your time, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> so so I you know what I should have gone into selling other people's songs like hypnosis. I should have sold some Kurt Cobain songs. Hey, you wanna buy Teen Spirit? Thousand dollars. How do we do it? Yeah. Well, we just get an I opportunity said. for <laughs> <us>. <laughs> listen, listen here.
1: Listen, you're, a, you're a fan. You're a fan.
0: Yeah, I got an opportunity. <laughs> I got an opportunity for you. <laughs> and I can yeah, get you no,
2: double you. calls on your phone. Yeah, double <laughs> <Yes>. calls. <laughs> double we'll your calls. Your,
0: we'll double your business, we'll double your business calls, and you're gonna own Teen <laughs> Spirit outright. Yeah, Hour. but you wouldn't thousand, sell that whole. No, dollars.
1: you'd have to sell that like twenty seconds at a time. Like you can own the <laughs> intro, or you can own a bridge. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, Piece First of course. Hey, yes. Bob. Me and me and Smog sold our soul to uh, a guy in uh, Richmond, Virginia. That guy, a guy that collected souls. He said he had a band yeah. on his nose. And uh, he would buy you a pitcher of beer if you re- if you sign this thing, this I sell my soul to Robert, blah, 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 to blah, 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 for a pitcher of beer. And he would collect these notes. And so me and Smog got a free <laughs> pitcher of beer and sold our soul to Robert. <laughs> oh my God. That you could have gotten more so for much. that. Yeah. You, I, I could have gotten you a hundred bucks for that. I could have <laughs> gotten well, you a got hundred bucks. You see, that was enterprising. <laughs> uh, you, know, you could probably sell some of those.
1: You know, and just on the off chance that That somebody that he bought a soul from got famous in a crazy big way, he could have probably sold
0: that. How would you like Chuck? How would you like an opportunity to own a (laughs) portion of (laughs) Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin? Would you like that?
1: Yeah, no. I can
0: arrange I can arrange you to own like one hundredth of stairway to heaven. If you have a piece of paper and a pen (laughs) 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 and a pitcher of beer, yeah. And I can increase your call volume at your detox unit.
1: It sounds like when I sold my rabbit to my sister for $4 and four hot dogs, so I could get two pints of old English. I forget the guy's
0: name. I traded my dog for drugs, and he did it because he felt like I wasn't taking good care of the dog, which I was. It was living in the car with me. You know, thinking about this in 1990, probably five, four, maybe. uh, drug dealers were so moral that they looked out for their homeless junkies animals so i said hey you know can you front me a hundred bucks worth and he said nope and his guy that lived with Frenchie and uh i said uh and he loved my dog my dog's name was martha after the martha tom Waits song tom waits knew the dog by the way um uh so he said why don't you leave your dog he used to always say why don't you leave martha with me and i was like because of my dog and then when he went front me this hundred i said hey how about i leave martha as collateral he said hey how about you sell me martha for a hundred dollars and he did it and he brought it up to his parents house in Ohio, and he lived Martha lived out her days in Ohio for years and years, even after I got sober. How great is that? Yeah. But there, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is that even drug dealers had morals in 1994. No one, recovery people
2: don't have morals in 2023. Are you saying that the drug dealer had more morals in, than you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course, he was just selling the slop. He wasn't doing but it But
2: I've got more morals
0: than Mr. Opportunity today. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, come on
1: now, salespeople make the world go round
0: he really they do make it seem like they're doing you a favor. It's so fucking That's the I idea. Believe,
2: I can't believe you listened. I just cannot believe you sat there and went, really. Oh, yeah. oh, well, how
0: I, work? I
2: knew, really? I knew so I, show I double the it. calls. How much would it cost to
1: triple them? Because <laughs> I have a credit imagine, right here.
0: imagine how happy that guy gets when that that question is asked. What if oh we wanted to four God.
1: times our calls?
0: You know what he does? He signals to the guys around him at the call center. Like with the same like, oh here. my god! Yeah, come oh here. my fucking god! Oh my fucking god! You guys gotta get over here. <laughs> He's
1: got the fishing. He's doing fishing shit. Like I hooked
0: me another one. I hooked a whale. Oh my god! Do Americans know how sleazy like timeshares? All the things they're selling you, Medicare Plus, all this shit they try to sell you. Don't they realize that they're being duped?
1: No, because okay. everybody wants a deal.
0: Everybody wants a deal on something they don't know that they're lacking.
1: <laughs> every, every, everybody wants. Everybody wants to think they they're smarter than the next guy, and and look what I did. Well, I'm that's genius. that's
0: the grifters. That's so. Uh, John Cusack made a movie called The Grifters, right? And I was acquaintance with him, he told me an interesting thing. He said, because he went around and hung around with con men in Chicago and around and like lived with con men to figure out like how cons work, right? And he mm-hmm. said, the con man's motto is, you can't con an honest person. So you've got to feel the person out that they're not an honest person, that they are a deceiving person, that they're a dishonest person in their everyday life. So you right. just like if you're feeling somebody sense. out at a bar, you're just kind of making small talk with them, and then you bring up, yeah, my wife cheated on me, but I've cheated on her, so I don't know what to do. And the guy's like, yeah, I cheated on my wife, and then you know now, well, this guy is somebody who's potential can be manipulated. Does, yeah, can right. be manipulated. Right. right? So then you offer them here's the con man's thing. You offer them something they don't deserve. Like you give me ten thousand dollars, I can pay you back hundred thousand dollars on Friday. The, all the cons mm-hmm. that go on, right? And um, it's just interesting that that thing is actually has a job occupation called called salesman. They're okay. conning you. Yeah, um,
1: they're con- they're confidence men. They gain your confidence. They're not selling the product. They you're believing in them. Confidence that, that I didn't for the longest time I was like why are they confidence men why is it a con man is they confident they get your trust because they they seek at some level you feel a kinship to this person
0: yeah they're, they're so it's very interesting and there's great movies about a paper moon with Tatum O'Neill, one of my oh, favorite movies of all movie. time no, such yep. a great movie they do the Bible thing the Bible yeah, they they so look at the obituary thing <laughs> Chuck do you know the hustle yeah. no so I they, don't. He has a printing press, and he has Bibles, and he looks in these little towns for people that just died, and then he puts their name on a Bible, and then he brings it to their house, acting like he's delivering a Bible that the dead person ordered. And (laughs) so then it's a guaranteed sale. That's fantastic. Who's not going to buy the custom-made Bible of the person who just died five days ago? Yeah, and it's five
1: times what it costs? (laughs) Oh, just.
0: He just oh yeah, twenty yeah, totally. And uh so there's the Bible con in that. Then there's the sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman, one of the greatest. Yeah, That's an elaborate, it. elaborate con where they're they it probably is true too back in the day. They had a guy that worked at Western Union that knew the knew the information about uh horse races before they were they got all the way through to the other end where the gamblers were, so they were going to know the end. You know, within a minute, minute and a half, or two minutes before, who would want a race, and put last and minute they bets. could yeah. and they could do last minute bets. I, I so, don't I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I know the song. It's called the It's called the Sting. It's the greatest <laughs> thing. So, anyways, I got I tried I I I escaped the con today. I had a great weekend, though it was crazy. Um, yeah, but doesn't man. that
2: feel good to be tired for all the right reasons? Because you're out you know, living life well, and experiencing I just look at things. The way. Doesn't uh, that feel good that you were the only one that got rained on, Bob? <laughs> no, there was like people out there. I was trying to find the people that got
0: rained on. Like, what the fuck is it? But out of like,
1: 100,000... You I even were- told one
0: of the people that works at Golden Voice, dude, go out in the where the uh, artist parking is. It's soaking wet out there. He's like, ah, it didn't rain here. No one <laughs> believed me. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. But it, but it was so weird. There was so much lightning when we were coming back, and then to read all this stuff, like, why they close the show down, like, dude, because humans are, are what are we? Like if you're standing, I've always known it because I was a golfer. I hate to show my white privilege right now. Here's what happens,
2: Bob. Here's what happens is if the lightning strikes that metal structure, it can ricochet down through the audience and go through and kill lots of people. But can it it just
0: hit one person
2: too? It can hit one person. It's going to hit that. But rarely it's going to hit the highest thing. It's going to hit that tower thing. And that thing, and then that can actually a ricochet effect can, actually go into the audience and kill m- many people in the front. Would it kill probably.
0: Iggy Pop? Would it kill Iggy Pop? It might, yeah. Iggy no, and Keith, nothing could kill and Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop were there, that was a walk joke. Away. Nothing can kill Iggy Pop. Everybody <laughs> around
2: Iggy would die except Iggy would survive. <laughs> and you go, what? If there's lightning within six miles of your venue, the city and the law is that you have to shut down. Wow. Well, it was it was close. Fire marshals that. did it. Golden voice didn't make the call. Fire marshals came in and said, you know what, you have to shut down.
0: How thing. do they have concerts in like Missouri where there's lightning every day? How do
2: they have concerts? How there? does Taylor Swift play a, a gig in the pouring rain? Because no was, thunder, no, in no Missouri. Lightning. So well, you, lightning yeah.
0: is different though. Lightning only comes certain there's not lightning every time it rains, but no. there's a lot. Like my mom lived in Oklahoma. There's fucking lightning. Like you can just watch it all night. There's that lightning. That shit will kill you. There can you,
1: be man. lightning without rain too,
0: though. So it's it's its own thing. But but it I didn't know that. It, so it's going to hit the stage or those
2: towers, and then it's going to go down and hit the people. And then that transmits to the ground and can kill people. Yes. You know,
0: I think some narcissistic people would just even if it hit and killed the people around them, go, well, I didn't see anything. Just like it didn't rain here. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was crazy. fake. <laughs> how, how, like, I don't know. I try to explain it to Sid and Elvis, like how not that the good old days, like they were so much better, but just the narcissism and the self obsession of now, how everyone is so self obsessed. Like, you know, I walked in. Was I disappointed? Like, yeah, kind of. Like, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. It's only a concert. Then when I realized, like, oh, my God, Susie Banshee's never going to play again. And this is the only time she's played in so long. This is a bummer for her. I immediately thought it changed from being a bummer for me and Chrissy to have date night, and maybe make out at a concert oh. to... to To Suzy Band, hasn't played in forever. She rehearsed, she was looking forward to this, and now it's canceled. What a bummer for her. I felt what's called, Chuck, what do we call it in the Empathy. Empathy for her. And all of a sudden, me not getting to see a concert or do what I wanted didn't matter. Why are more people not able to be like that? Because they're 20. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, 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 yeah, their compl- their grandparents these are complaining. Com- old to show people. them real
1: music, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, you know what I'm saying, though. Now it's- let's put another let's put another shoe on this, man, and that is that you, I, I um, sympathize with the people who flew in. They had hotels. They spent thousands of dollars to see Susie, and then they had plane flights for the next day to leave. There was a lot of that. Yeah, a friend of wow. mine came down from Canada. To see Susie and didn't didn't get to see her. Had to fly back the next day. Oh
1: he could probably. I wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if she uh, did some things closer to home now that she's done this. Yeah, but that she, guy she, she may have enjoyed Canada. it. Yeah, but that he if fly right she is. If he's got if he's got flight from Canada, money.
0: Can I tell you but, something? But Set that list, that does suck. Well, that, let's it, just that, talk it, about it. Does suck, but let's just talk about something. That lists matter. Like, like songs matter, right? So she opened with Night Shift, then she played Arabian Nights, then she played something solo, then she played Kiss Them For Me, and then she played Dear Prudence. And the difference between the reaction to the first four songs and Dear Prudence, I would have just opened with that fucking song. I would just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how many people know Nightship. Well, listen, man,
2: it's hard to 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 maintain that. You know, your voice, the, her voice has changed a lot. No, yeah. she sounded pretty good. Billy for, Idol can't sing the songs like he used to, but it's fine that he played 100 Punk's Rule. Did he really? Yeah, he That's did. Nice. And then, and which I was like, okay, I can leave now. Punk's Rule, and it was great. <laughs> I'm going to
0: tell you a funny story. At the height of Billy, I, Billy, uh, I almost said Eilish, Billy Idol fame. There was a club in Bakersfield called the rebel yell. And yeah. behind the stage, it had his snarly face, very badly, um, uh, muraled with his fist out with the, with the gloves. Yeah. And, we never played there. Let me tell you how I found out about this. Me and Anthony went on a road trip and the car broke down and we just started hitchhiking. I thought we were going to hitchhike on the other side of the road and go back to LA, but Anthony Ketis does not de- defer from his original plan. So we were going to San Francisco, right? And I was like, dude, we're not, it's fucking we're not hitchhiking to San Francisco. He goes, no, we're hitchhiking to Bakersfield. We're going to get Lindy to wire us some money, Western union, and then we're getting bus tickets. And then we're going to San Francisco. We said, uh-huh. we're going to San Francisco. We're going to San Francisco. I said, I didn't even want to go to San Francisco when we started. This. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. Oh right? my God. So we hitchhike from like the grapevine, get to Bakersfield. We're waiting for the Western Union thing, and we stumble upon this club, the Rebel Yell. It's like 8 <laughs> o'clock mm-hmm. at night, right? Western Union's going to shut down at 8, 9 o'clock or something. We're trying to get the money to come. We go to the Rebel Yell Club, and we uh, <laughs> we uh, we were able to meet some people that had some cocaine and uh. Uh, actually met. A couple of gals that were very friendly, excited that some people from Los Angeles were visiting the Rebel Yell in uh, Bakersfield, and we danced. We danced <laughs> some. We danced some new wave dances with some uh, some new friends in Bakersfield did, at the Rebel did, Yell. Did you do I the remember. Belinda
1: Carlisle dance?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when yeah. the Rebel Yell, she got <laughs> because you know they played the shit on that song three times a night in that bar.
2: Oh yeah, mm. oh
0: yes, they that did. Was, uh, heavy and rotation, was, as they call I it. I was rocking out who the rebel yell. She cried more, 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 <laughs> and I was singing along. And I was coked out in Bakersfield, and I was ready to go to San Francisco. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was on
0: board. That's awesome nice. And then we went to San Francisco, ran out of money and then we stayed in the vats. Do you know what the vats are? I it was heard. A beer, it was a beer beer, company and like near the mission that had been abandoned. Punk rockers lived down in the steel vats. The they vat had little rats. apartments yeah. down in the vats. Wow. Yeah. And we stayed up there for a few days and got some more money wired to us and then we came home and he became a big rock star and I became a drug counselor. There you go. <laughs> Soon to open a call center Or sell
1: publishing rights
0: He has is, he is not sold this publishing I did And I will sell them again Is anybody if any <laughs> Want to own any one of my songs Send I'm $100. sure we can figure out a deal An opportunity for any of our Don't Die listeners If you want to own any of my songs so Let me name some of the good ones Serial Song, Sammy Hagar Weekend uh, you know, boy at a bus stop, whatever you would like to own, email Mike <laughs> and let's let's give you the opportunity to share in the ownership of some of these legendary songs. Send your, Send your, money, your money to Mike. To Mike. Yeah. I'll give it to Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you, know, you know, I, I want to bring up the RV. I know we were running over uh the R V. Um uh I I something's wrong with it. And I I think I've enjoyed the RV as much as a man can enjoy an RV with three small children. Yeah. And I don't want to dump it on somebody else because somebody dumped it on me. Right. Not dumped it, but I mean, it's got, you know, it runs, generator works, air conditioning works in the car, not so much in the thing. Um, I think it's probably, I don't know that the details but i think it's probably like 700 bucks to fix the transmission thing that's wrong that's what one guy estimated so so i don't want to sell it to somebody like some salesman giving them the opportunity to enjoy an RV. (laughs) i think we should auction it off to a don't die listener if everybody pitches it like i don't know how we would do it but i got like i got like 10 grand in it i'd like to try to get 2500 out <laughs> oh, yeah. i think it's 7500 hit on it but let's see what everybody thinks does anybody want uh to like what hundred do dollar chances yeah hundred dollar then... ticket 2500 tickets and one somebody wins my rv oh, is that yeah. wrong I don't know. why
1: don't you try and do 50 of <laughs> them
2: don't why don't you try it. and do
1: 50 of them, <laughs> them and then you can Give him some money to pay for the transmission.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chuck's got a great idea. Chuck had the altruistic idea. Let's auction 50 tickets. 25 will go to me. $2,500 will go to the new owner to fix it. Does that make sense?
1: It's a Uh, win-win. I want to buy it.
0: But wait a minute. I want to buy it because I want to win it. I want to win it and $2,500.
1: I, I don't I don't I don't know that you can. You can you could sell twenty-five songs.
0: You know a second I'll throw in the song Zelda as just a bonus. <laughs> okay. So you get a song, in the RV for hundred bucks. Alright, peace out. See you later. Think about it. Good to see you guys. Good to uh, see
2: be, you. Bye bye. See you later, don't die. In bye. the midnight house. Bye
1: bye. Love you fellas.